Welcome to the inaugural podcast for the Crusaders of New Temple. We are here with the inaugural podcast to uh, try and help out uh, new users on the uh, World of Warcraft. My name is uh, Ankhan Su, and uh, my partner in crime here is... Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now this is going to go all kinds of directions. I give, yeah. him a, I give him a great intro, and poof, he just goes, Thea, all right. Well, Thea, what is your character? Thea is a 70 level, 73 level paladin, currently in Boring Tundra. Boring? Um, is, it, is it Boring in the Tundra? <laughs> it should be Borean Tundra. Borean Tundra, okay, bad pronunciation. That's all right, we're going to have fun. This is going to be, we're going to run this like a good radio podcast sort of thing and have some enjoyment with it. As I said, I'm Ankhan Su. I have a level 47 rogue in the Borean Tundra. And we are going to do a casting here to try and help out some of the new people. We're going to talk about a few things, um, make some enjoyment out of everything. Go ahead. I guess since Ankhan Su has listed his characters, I should talk about the rest of mine. I also have a hunter who is 70th level and Borean Tundra. I also have a Warlock at 24 in Borean Tundra. And, of course, like everybody else who's reached the correct level so that they could try one out, I have a Death Knight, which, truthfully, I'm not too impressed with, so I really haven't played him much. But he is at 58 when he came out of the Death Knight quest, and he's hardly been played. Well, you know, don't know much about Death Knights. Haven't quite attained that level. I do have my alternate characters that I play. Um, I have uh, three hunters that I play, uh, varying levels from 18 to 30. I have uh, a mage and a warrior, and those mage and warrior, boy, were they a grind just to get them to level 20. So I didn't find them all that fun. But I'm out to improve the life of the rogue, which is my main character, Ankhan Su. He's a rogue, and we're out to improve the rogues, um, whatever stuff out there, you know. Okay, so we've got your attention there, so now it's time to tell you what we're going to talk about during the course of this podcast and in the hopes that you'll continue and follow us. We expect our podcast will probably be done about once every three weeks because, well, we have a life, uh, unlike uh, many uh, World of Warcraft players out there that I've run into. Um, we're going to be discussing, first off, I'm going to do some discussion on how to make gold in your lower levels. Um, everyone needs gold when they're playing. Well, there's lots of good ways to do it and lots of fun legal ways to do it and one of the best ways is going to be in the auction house so I'm going to talk to you about the auction house also going to talk to you about some of the plugins and add them if you're new to this game you know, you've heard about them but you haven't really touched them yet I remember in my first uh, first while playing I didn't really know much about the add-ons would have been nice to have found something like this to help out and uh, Thea is going to discuss some other I'm going to talk about the first instances that are located in the major cities for the alliance and I'm going to start talking to you about the battlegrounds because you can actually start doing the battlegrounds at level 10, which I think a lot of people may be mistaken that it's a higher level thing to be doing. And what are the advantages of battlegrounds that you're going to be discussing there, Thea? Well, one of the advantages is there's a lot of different magical items, which happen to be the purple colored ones, that as you gain your honor and experience in the battlegrounds, as you reach your higher levels, you will be able to purchase these items from the battleground vendor and not have to wait for a drop out there while you're out there adventuring and gaining your experience points. Okay, we're going to give a little background on myself here. Uh, this is Ankhan Su again. I uh, started playing uh, Warcraft. It's been some time now, long enough to where I've learned uh, some of the ins and outs, but not all the ins and outs. Um, relatively new player, we would say within the last uh, year or so. And I'm hoping that uh, to make it a little easier for some of the uh, new players out there that are coming into this and some of you old players who want to contact us, well, the email's on the website here. And the website is, of course, www.newtemple.com. That's N-U- 
Temple.com, and you can get a hold of us, send us emails. Uh, you can send email to uh, me at onkonsu at newtemple.com. Oh, yeah. We'll spell it. What? They can't figure that out? Oh, of course they can't. I know. It doesn't sound right. It's A-H-K-O-N-S-U at N-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot com. And, of course, you can also send emails over to Thea at... Come on, Thea, speak up. I don't actually have an email set up. Yes, you do. Go ahead. Except the email in the the game itself is T-H-A-E-L-A-H is how you spell Thea. You're quite welcome to send me an email or contact me in the game itself when I'm online. Always willing to help somebody out if you need help completing something other than your daily grind. It's not a great thing to call for help when you're just grinding out some stuff. But there are definitely a lot of dungeons and quests in there that could use a little bit of extra help. And he doesn't know it, but he will have an email at newtemple.com for Thea. So, so Yes, it will be T-H-A-E-L-A-H at newtemple.com as soon as it's set up. No, no it's simple. It is set up. <laughs> he, he just doesn't know how to use it yet. You know, these, these, these people who are not technical, uh, uh, astute, you know, whatever. At any rate... Um, yeah, I guess it's because I do construction. I'm not that technical, huh? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, at any rate, though, that you'll be able to reach us there. We're looking for emails. Lots of emails. Good, the bad, the ugly. We want emails. Send them. Yeah, definitely some. Especially if you have a subject that you'd like us to look into to cover on one of our podcasts. Yeah, we're hoping to have, hoping to have some fun, hoping to bring some information. We'll do the research. You do the listening. Hey, that means just... You know, saves you all kinds of time, allows you to go in and play the game. But some of the other things I'm going to cover in the uh, course of all of this, too, is I'm going to cover some of the lesser-known stuff that people don't seem to care about or find boring, such as fishing. Hey, fishing's loads of fun to stand there, find yourself a cool spot somewhere in the game. Which I find boring. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's your problem, not mine. What can I say? Which is a neglected skill, believe me, on my characters. The other thing is cooking. Uh, there are some really incredibly strange recipes out there. I can't bring any to mind at the moment, but hey, they're loads of fun. And since they, some of the patches that have come along lately that remove the need for all those ridiculous ingredients you had to collect, it makes it a whole lot more fun to be a cook. And I hear there's some really interesting cakes out there somewhere. So if you happen to have one of those recipes and you play on the Borean Tundra... Let me know, man. I would love to get yeah, hold of them. Yeah, but definitely cooking is very, very useful, especially if you're running a hunter who has a pet. Cooked meals off of a cooked meat meal that your pet can eat is definitely gives you much more happiness with your pet. And longer-lasting happiness for your pet than just stuffing down a chunk of meat down his throat. So you really want to pay attention to some of these secondary skills. Um, the other one, of course, is um, first aid, which uh, I tend to find is a bit boring and pretty useless for most yeah, of my but characters. Yeah, it goes pretty quick anyway. You just find the cloth and make your bandages. It goes pretty quick. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, it's a quick one. But the thing is, it's like some of the characters I've found it useful for, like I have a uh, warrior. And for a warrior, having... The first aid skill is pretty useful because it helps with the healing because they don't heal very fast on their own. They're pretty slow healers. Yeah, but one other advantage of it is, like, I play a paladin. He can heal himself with spells. But in between fights, do I really want to run my mana down to heal myself up? That's where that bandage comes in handy just to get my hit points back up. Yeah, but see, that's where the advantage of a rogue comes in. See, rogues are great because in between fights, they auto-heal pretty damn fast. They're pretty sweet characters in that aspect. 
people. Yeah, as you can tell, I don't play rogues much. I do have one, but 11th level, I haven't been into them too much. Yeah, well, you know, the rogues are, for some reason, they're an underthought of uh, character class in the uh, in the game. and. Well, you kind of tell me under-respected. Under, under well, for some reason, I have no idea what the full reason for under-respected on the rogues is. I mean, so what if they can sneak up behind you and backstab you and... and yeah, but it's not like we're playing some of the earlier games that had player versus player areas where a rogue could actually steal from a player character. That's true, that's true. Rogue's not allowed to steal from the characters. Which, you know, in one aspect is a bit boring, but hey, it helps keep the game fair. Which is uh, one of the great things about Warcraft is the game is relatively well balanced. Okay, it's time for us to do some discussion about add-ons. Now, if you're a new player to this game, when you first set yourself up, you get, of course, the wonderful, fantastic, most useful interface provided by World of Warcraft, which is okay, and it does work nicely. It works great to you hit higher levels. Not even after higher levels. I found, I found I couldn't do the things I wanted to do in the first ten levels. Come on, let's be realistic here. It had its, it had its limitations, and I didn't fully comprehend some of the advantages of the add-ons. In fact, only in the last couple of months have I really started adding the add-ons to my game. I, I stumbled through this game doing a lot of uh, stuff the manual way. Well, that's where I got lucky you didn't have to stumble through because you were already playing when I started playing. That's so true. I got a lot of help there, but I did hit the add-ons before you did. That's true. You did You did go into more of the add-ons faster than I did. It's like I did find the add-ons such as the curse client. Um, the curse client is one of the first things you want to look at. I only recently installed that. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, this last week installed it, uh, to be honest. But I should have put it in much sooner. It is actually a very useful uh, item. Uh, what I found its biggest uses was was being able to uh, look in the curse client to find the add-ons. They have a wonderful database there. You just click on it, it downloads and installs it. You can pay for the extra of the curse client to do one-click uh, updates, but personally I don't think that's necessary unless you're just trying to save yourself some time. I'm not certain what the other advantages are of the paid version of Curse Client. I really didn't go into it. But the Curse Client itself allowed me to go through and plug in a bunch of add-ons and then to go and test them. And it also allows you to remove them just as quickly, which is uh, very useful if you find you've plugged in an add-on, which is pretty useless. So instead of having to go manually remove the files, Curse Client helps you do that. Um, after you've installed Curse Client, depending on your character class, um, there's a few extra add-ons for character classes, but some unique add-ons, some add-ons that you should automatically install. Um, being the first one you should put in there would be Carbonite. Carbonite you cannot get from Curse though. You have it is a manual install, a manual basically a manual copy into your World of Warcraft files. So but you, you have to have some understanding of. A little bit of understanding of being inside your files for World of Warcraft. But they give you pretty good instructions. Actually, they give you great instructions from what I read. I did notice that Carbonite lists the uh, Curse Client. Okay, yeah. With the uh, plugins that we're going to be discussing here, um, you will be able to go to newtemple.com, and uh, we do have a section in the website there that has links off to these plugins, so you can save yourself a lot of grief of hunting them down. And just come visit us directly, newtemple.com, N-U-T-E-M-P-L-E, and you will find some of these great plugins we're going to talk about. So, continuing on, we're talking about Curse Client and Carbonite, and yes, okay, Theo's right there for some reason. He's not right often, but it <laughs> happens. Okay. 
okay, yeah. Carbonite is has to be manually installed, but manual installation is quite easy. Um, all you have to do is follow the instructions with Carbonite. It's bang, bang, bang. It's just installed. You're just basically copying files. If you've ever moved a file around on your computer, you know how to do Simple this. Simple drag and drop into the correct area in, in World of Warcraft's files. Yeah, that's nice and simple. So at any rate, Carbonite is something you definitely want because it makes some changes to the maps of your system and how your maps and uh, quests and other information is gathered and it allows you to do your quests in a much faster way, a uh, simpler way, and so that you don't spend all your time questing. You can actually spend some of your time enjoying the world. It does give you more time to do other things that, such as fishing and cooking. And as another aside, everyone knows that Cataclysm is coming. Um, right now, Deathwing is uh, brewing in the underworld, uh, preparing to make his emergence into the world and split Azeroth apart. And if you uh, are looking forward to the Cataclysm, well, we here at New Temple are wanting to collect some of the photos of areas that are going to change and be permanently disfigured. We do have a photo gallery on New Temple where you can upload photos and uh, screenshots, we should say, not photos, but screenshots of unique areas. Share them with us. Bring them in and show us what you got. It's really actually going to be quite cool. And since I've uh, gone into an aside on screenshots, what the hell, I'll explain a little bit about taking a really cool screenshot. One other thing you want to do is, of course, if you're playing this game, you want to have your settings set to the best your computer can do anyway. So make sure your graphic settings are set at the highest level your computer can handle. And then what you do is use the Alt-Z key and for all you American visitors, that's Alt-Z. Um, use that key, and what that does is that causes your interface to disappear, and now you're just looking at the entire screen of everything. Point to what you want, and then hit the print screen button, and then, of course, it saves it in the screenshot uh, directory in your World of Warcraft folder. So taking good screenshots is a must, and if you want to put them up on our website, take some good ones. Otherwise, I might get bored and delete them. So uh, keep it up. Typical, typical webmaster. He's going to go ahead and delete things he gets bored with. Well, you know, that's what webmasters do. So anyway, back to the uh, Carbonite uh, thing. I think Thay has used it a bit more than me. He can probably describe a bit more about Well, Carbonite. I started out with Quest Helper, and it was a recommendation from one of the guild members, because I was actually struggling to get quests completed and get them turned in, and was kind of getting tired of how long it was taking to find a place I had to go to get, take care of that quest. And somebody mentioned Quest Helper, which I found to be pretty useful. What is Quest Helper? We obviously haven't touched that. Quest one. Helper is an, an add-on for helping your to helping you complete your quest it kind of gives you a little arrow of where you need to go and the direction you need to go to get that quest done and then it turns around and gives you an arrow back when you've completed that quest to who you have to go turn it into but what I found with quest helper it, did, it helped out quite a bit and then seen as I got higher up in levels with my paladin it seemed to be not so it was helpful but not as helpful and then the recommendation was carbonite from another guild member the quest helper luckily is one of those you can get off of cursed and it will self install for you from cursed client so it's not a bad one for you to use by yourself for at the beginning one it's a great one to use as a starter. I actually then ended up using that one too for quite a while, and uh, until I uh, was uh, showed how Carbonite uh, has its advantages by Thea here, and I used Quest Helper to help me uh, complete several areas, saved me quite a bit of time, allowed me to go get, bring back. The advantage of Carbonite though is Carbonite actually places stuff on your maps, little X's, and 
it actually highlights and colors the zone inside the zone where you need to go to complete the quest, which is one of the great things about Yeah, you've got to uh, kill 20 of this to get the quest done. That's definitely helpful yes. in a highlighted area. It tells you exactly where you can find all the 20 of whatever uh, creature you got to kill. And you will find that they're not always just in that one area. At least by bringing up your main map, it'll show you all the different little highlighted spots that you can find that creature that you have to kill. So you're not stuck. And once you kill them all in this one little area, you can go look a little further and you can find another area they're at. So what else does Quest Helper do for you? Um, not so much with Quest Helper, but... Not it's Quest Helper, I'm at Carbonite. Carbonite. One of the good parts about Carbonite is you, there are a lot of settings in there. One of the settings that you can put on there is it, it brings up on your map all quest givers. So when you hit a new zone, you can, it gives you all the little, on your map, a little symbol for the quest giver and you can run around and collect all your quests. Yeah that you can put into your quest log. And as long as you've got the room for it, you're only allowed up to, tw I think you're allowed 25, so keep it, keep them, getting them done and keeping it low on there. And then you go out and you gather all your quests and go out in that zone. This way, when you run into an area, you're right, you've already got the quest and you don't have to go back and get it and you haven't wasted time killing something that you're now going to go get the quest for afterwards. There you go. You can save yourself some time. Unfortunately, I uh, wasted a lot of time like that in my uh, early days of gaming where I would go into an area, I'd start killing stuff and all of a sudden I discover a quest helper or a quest giver and the quest giver would tell me to go kill all the things I just finished killing and it's like shit I just wasted hours although it was lots of fun but it was still man I could have had this quest already what yeah, a drag. sometimes you do have to grind it out Yes, there are quests that you do have to grind out, and they're a great thing. Or even just grind that last little bit of a level when there's no quests available. Well, yeah, but it's easier to get your quest done first because mm -hmm. your quests help you level up faster. A lot more experience points than a completing a quest. That there is. The other thing I discovered uh, the other day while playing from Carbonite is that if you're in a guild, all of your guildies that are online actually show up on the map if you set a if you if you click a setting. It'll tell you all your guildies that are online and where they're located in the world. I thought that was pretty cool. That means they don't even have to be in a group. So if you're looking for somebody in particular and you don't have them in your friend list or whatever, you can just look at your map and say, oh, hey, that person is, on is online. So it's it's kind of a cool thing. Save you, save you some information. Yeah, if you just want to drop in on a guild member and just get a face-to-face -face hello, quite useful. Definitely useful when you got to chase them down. Yeah, what else somebody does? wants some help and you're headed towards them, but you're, you're, you may not want to group with them yet because you're, you're not quite ready or you're already in a group, but you just want to go help them real quick. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice useful feature. What's the other thing uh, Carbonite does for you? One of the good advantages of Carbonite is um, you take on a quest. When you click the dot next to the quest, it will actually give you a line from your current location to where you need to go to complete that quest. And once that quest is complete, if you actually clicked on the quest and you complete it at that time, it will give you a line right back to the quest the person you need to turn the quest into. But all you have to do is just click on, click on the next quest in, in your list and that line disappears and you go ahead and complete them. If you're the type like me, likes to complete four or five quests before you run back to town to turn it in, then that works out too. But the main pain is, is now it's a question mark on your map so you know where to find all these people to turn them in. The other thing I found pretty cool about Carbonite also was if you're kind of the explorer type like I was in uh, the beginning with my character, uh, I explored areas of the, of the map that 
somehow I managed to get a level 10 into a uh, level 40 zone. And yeah, I've done around. that a couple of times. But at any rate, you'll find all kinds of cool stuff like that. But the other thing Carbonite does is if you pick up a quest, like these transcontinental uh, uh, delivery boy quests that they have in the game, which uh, lots of people complain about and find are a bit of a pain, all you got to do is zoom out on your map and say, oh, I still got a quest over there on that continent to deal with. So that's one of the advantages of uh, Carbonite. But it, it shows also you all your quests everywhere. But it also, at that same time on those transcontinentals, it tells you what Griffin to go hit. That too. Who to ride, who, what Griffin to hit and take your ride. So there's Carbonite for you. It's uh, quite the uh, program. There's still other stuff that I'm working at uncovering in Carbonite and finding out how to uh, make it uh, most useful and advantageous to my character and to helping me out and playing the game. And we'll move on to uh, one of the next add-ons here. One that I found quite useful uh, because I'm a recipe collector, uh, especially recipes for cooking. You can find recipes in some of the most strangest places. Now, if you've been playing the game a while, you'll remember the uh, cookbooks you used to used to buy. Well, this is sort of like that. Um, you can only get the cookbooks from like two or three merchants in different areas of the world. You had to find them. That's with some of the recipes. There's really unique recipes. And Recipe Radar, what it does, as soon as you hit a zone, you click on the button Open Recipe Radar, and it shows you all the recipes that are available from merchants in that zone and then it tells you if that recipe is available for your character or one of your alternates in your in your list. And then if you happen to see it's available for one of your alternates, you can go buy that recipe and then mail it to your alternate. It's actually a pretty cool, useful item. Well, I haven't used that one yet, so it's getting ready to get installed on my interface because, like I said, I, neg I, I neglect my cooking and my fishing. Well, so. it's not just for cooking recipes. you got to remember those other uh, recipes. Oh, yeah, I'm that a big blacksmith's right now. so Those are recipes, too. So every it's good for it every recipe, no matter what skill you you want it for. So it's kind of a, actually important. Okay, one I'm going to talk about, I just actually tried it. Like I said before, I have a 70-level hunter. That's the first character I took up into the 60s and took to the old famous Outland, got to 58 and went out of the main continent. But my hunter, I just put in this one called Auto Track. With Auto Track, what it does for you is the hunter has his hunter's mark. That gives you bonuses when you're trying to kill that creature. And you get additional bonuses if your track is on the same type of creature. So your track for undead, your track for humanoids, your track for monsters. So if you actually on that track have your mark on that creature and you're shooting it, you get actual more bonuses. What Auto Track does for you is I can keep my track on mining if that's what I want to do, and I've, all of a sudden I've got to kill this undead. It automatically changes my track to undead. I put my mark on, I get all the bonuses I'm going to get. And that's the advantage of it. It just changes your, your tracking so that you get your extra bonus. And you can get that one from Curse Client if I remember correctly, but well, I'll have to double check on that. Well, I just verified Auto Track. Yeah, that's a uh, sounds like a pretty cool one. Since I have three hunters, I'm actually going to give that one a try. And so I just went and did a quick verify on Curse Client, and sure enough, it's an auto download. So I just auto downloaded it and installed it in my uh, in my uh, Warcraft interface. Bang, 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 and you've seen that was pretty quick. Yeah, multitasking. So, well, you know, you got to one got to love wonderful computer systems. You can do all kinds of things at the same time. So. That one, that's describing some of the great, um, a great, great plugins. Now, there's a couple other plugins we're going to cover here real quick, and one of them is going to be in relation to gold. Okay, we're going to be talking about gold in the game. That is gold. 
Hopefully that comes through clearly. We don't know, man. Anyway, gold. Making, Much needed item. Yes, gold is needed. No matter what level your character is at, gold is needed. Boy, and do things get expensive. Whatever you do, don't break down and buy from the gold sellers out there, man. They're evil. All they <laughs> do is play and steal gold. And when you get people coming up begging you, hey, can you loan me a gold? i got to buy this. Those are the gold sellers, man. They're... Uh, just basically rip-off artists in my in my opinion, man. At any rate, um, earning gold in the game is simple enough to do. One of the best ways to do it is using the auction house. The auction house, I used it quite a bit in my early days and I didn't have these wonderful add-ons that I have now from Curse Climb. The add-on is called Auctioneer and it's got a whole bunch of little plugins that automatically install with it. So you'll really like the way it works. But using the auction house is the best way to make the extra gold you need to be able to uh, pay for all those little essentially things you need. The first thing, your mount. Well, the mount doesn't cost nearly as much now as it used to. Yeah, it was pretty expensive when I got one with that hunter. Now, the, new, the latest patch um, that came through, it dropped the price of the mount down to like 20 gold, not to mention it dropped it down to level 20 at the same time, those little weasels. Yeah, but see, but I wasn't using the auction house when my, my hunter got capability of mount, and if I remember correctly, you loaned me the gold to buy that mount. That's right, because I had a whack of it because I'd been using the auction house. I was like a level 20 character with 120 gold in the bank, you know, and it's like, how the hell did you get that? Well, you know, got to know how to work the auction house. And, and I think I had all of 18, and I think I needed 35. 35. 35 gold is what it used to cost, yes. 30 for the training and 5 for the mount something like that. Yeah, it was uh, pretty ridiculous prices, but now that they've lowered it, but you still, that's only for your first mount. The next mount you want is at level 40 anyway, and that's where you start to get some speed. That mount there, I think, wasn't until um, level when I did it with When I did it with Thea, that's a quest, and by the time I paid for the things that I had to with the quest, because there were a few things I had to buy, there were a few vendors I had to pay to do something for me, that kind of stuff. I think bribery! I didn't know bribery existed, alright. 340 gold. By the time I was done getting my fast mount, and that was a paladin's quest. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But anyway, now you can buy a fast mount at level 40, and it only costs 40 gold. Huh, imagine that. But at any rate, back to this uh, plug-in add-on. It's called Auctioneer. You get it from uh, Curse Client, auto-install it. Um, really nice thing. What it does is it allows you to go into the auction house with some of those nice little items that you've picked up while killing characters, those green items that are great for level between, say, 10 and uh, 30. And you take those into the auction house, and with this plug-in, it'll actually tell you what that item is worth and what you should be listing it at, how much it has sold for all kinds of useful information there. Some One of the other great features of Auctioneer that I've discovered in it is the uh, search feature so that you can go in and do a search for stuff that is underpriced, buy it, turn around, stick it back in the auction house, and resell it at a profit. Yes, I know. Wonderful uh, capitalism it does exist. If nowhere else, it exists in the world of Warcraft. Yep. Buy low, sell high. So I was testing this out uh, the last couple of days here and uh, found that it's really actually uh, makes me quite a bit of gold and in very little effort to go in, do a quick search, find a bunch of things that were underpriced, buy them, snatch, 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 all up, then uh, go to the mailbox, pick them up, take them back in the auction house, plug them all in. A few hours later, I managed to make, you know, 10 gold for, you know, almost no effort whatsoever. I think I put total time into it, maybe 45 minutes, you know. 
One of the features I like about it that I've used quite a bit, because they is a blacksmith armor, and as you're taking your skill up and you really want to watch your materials so that you don't have to um, make too many of one item to get your skill up, but you want to make as many, you need to make what you need to make to get your skill up, but you want to use the items that get you the point and your skill that gets you with the least amount of materials. So I end up making 20 bracers. What I found with Auction House Auctioneer is you can go in, you go into the appraiser section of it, you click on that one item that you've got 20 of, it'll set the price and you can hit post and it will post all 20 of them for you at the price that you set without having to go in individually and drag each bracer in the auction house. So it has some batch capabilities which are very useful. I'd take a, definitely take a look at those if you make things, if you're into your skill tra- trade skill a lot. And it doesn't matter your trade skill because I am an herbalist and uh, being herbalist in alchemy and with alchemy man you make a lot of wild potions and you got to do the same thing. You make a whole lot of these potions to get your skill up and you can't always use them all. You've always got extra. So you take them and you go sell them at the auction house. Make yourself a few extra coin. But the auctioneer is a great program in that it will help you make the money you need. If you want some more specific details well contact me Ankonsu at NewTemple.com, and we will get you, I'll get you hooked up. Yeah, some info. you contact me about that one, I'll probably refer you to him. I don't use it as much as he does. But that's one of the great ways to make the gold you need, and you won't have to resort to doing something silly like buying it from the gold seller. And uh, that way uh, you can help keep the game properly balanced the way it's supposed to be, because this is all about uh, keeping the game balanced. Okay, I'm going to talk about Gatherer. This is another add-on. This is great for herbalists and um, miners, because what it does is when it's installed, it brings up when you set to, to gather, you have to go to into your interface. You say, "I want to gather." Then you tell it you want to gather herbs. Then you t- and you can then it goes into another s- screen where you can get very specific if you want to gather a certain herb, or you can leave it general, saying, "I want to gather herbs in this zone." Then what it does is based on the database information it currently has at the time you install it, it brings up these little gold dots that you see on your screen when you come near an herb or an ore. What it does, it brings them up on your map and it shows you where they're all at. The advantage of that is is what it is is a database of where somebody has gathered an herb or that ore at some time. So you can set yourself up a pattern to run or ride your horse if you're riding at that time and just go to these little gold dots. There may or may not be an herb or, or an ore there, but at least it gives you the, a speed of setting up a pattern for that zone. And then you could spend time just rotating your pattern around until you start finding it. You will find it. One of the other advantages to gather is if you are in a guild and a guild member gathers an herb or a piece of ore from a zone, no matter what zone they're in, your gatherer gains that information from a guild member and puts it and puts it in the database for you. So when you go eventually make it to that zone of the higher level guild members you're in, you will have a database saying showing you where they have found herbs and ore at. And again, you can set up a pattern. One of the things I have figured out is gather at lower levels is not as useful, I didn't think, because you just can't run in a zone that's at your level and not expect to get stopped and have to fight a lot. But it's really great when you take your higher level and all of a sudden I need a whole bunch of copper to go down and make 
an or for make items for a quest, or I got a guild member who wants me to make some armor for him. I have to go out and either buy either buy it at the auction house, or I spend some time going out there and collecting the ore I need to make the item. When I go down to the lower level areas to collect this ore, it really makes it quick because nothing can touch, nothing can hurt me. They don't bother me unless I really run right over them, and then I can just do my pattern, collect the ore I need to get, and get out of there. And it's much faster than waiting for the little gold dot to come up on your screen on your maps. That's about it for gatherer. And I would definitely give it a try and install it at your lower levels, and you'll find more use for it as you move up. Now, one more uh, plug-in here that uh, we should uh, give a little bit of information on real quick is the uh, auto repair plug-in. This one here, you'll discover throughout the uh, game as you start to play that keeping your items repaired is a big pain in the rumpus. Oftentimes you forget. You'll go, you'll see the uh, merchant who does repairs, you're buying something, selling something, whatever, and you, you just forget, forget to, to repair. You'll forget to look at your stuff and go, do I need to repair my stuff? Because you've just forgotten. And then you head back out, you're killing things, and all of a sudden you get this little red icon on, the, on, on your heads-up display that says, your sword is about to uh, die, or your armor is no longer valid on you, and now you're shit out of luck. You have to go all the way back to town. And now you got to plump out a little bit more than you would have if you'd have kept it repaired a little bit at a time. That's right. So what auto repair does is every time you visit a merchant who does repairs, it automatically repairs your stuff and deducts the money from you without even thinking about it, so your stuff always stays repaired. Very useful one. Very nice. Highly recommended. Yeah, save you some time. Well, that pretty much covers uh, the add-ons that we currently use and have used and to help you uh, make the game playing a whole lot more fun. We will be covering more add-ons as we find or get uh, re uh, referenced add-ons. People say, hey, give this a try. We'll plug that add-on in, give it a test, see how it works, and we'll report back to you. If you've got any add-ons you think we ought to try, send us an email or uh, contact us somehow, and what we'll do is we'll give that add-on a try, and we'll cover it in our podcast here, one of the few ones. So we'll be moving on now to something else. All right, and here we go. We're going to now discuss the battlegrounds. Um, we're going to let Thea take that, and uh, he's got more experience in the battlegrounds than I do, so go ahead, Thea. Well, I'll give you a little bit of background. Um, as we told you before, I have a hunter that's 70 now. I actually quit playing my hunter when he was 68. And I really hadn't done any battlegrounds, but one or two at that time, and just kind of gone in to see what they were like. So when I started Thea, who I didn't quit playing until I actually hit 73, and then started playing my hunter again, um, I made a point of starting the battlegrounds. There are several battlegrounds. The first one is Warsong Gulch, as you can get in at level 10. The second one is Arathi Basin, that you can get in at level 20. Then you have Alteric Valley, which you can start at level 51. Eye of the Storm is level 61, and Strand of Agents at level 71. These are all the different battlegrounds. The battlegrounds work in increments of 10. Now, how do you get into the damn battlegrounds? I remember hearing about them when I first started playing, but I couldn't figure out how to get to them. Okay, all your battleground masters are in the major cities. You can enter the battleground from any of the battleground masters in the major cities. Um, Warsong Gulch actually has a entrance in Ashenvale itself. You can actually go up to their battleground area and enter through the instance window and go into the battleground. Alteric Valley has a entrance in Hillsbrad Foothills and Arathi Basin has an entrance in Arathi Highlight. These are also the locations of where the, that battleground vendor is located at. So you will have to take a trip to these areas eventually when you want to turn in your honor points and experience points for the battleground to, to purchase an but item. But you don't always have to go into these areas to get into the battlegrounds. No. You can access them from your interface. 
interface, can't you? Yes, you can. Actually, on the interface. Yep, you're right. You do not have to be in a major city to enter the battleground. You can go into your interface and choose the player versus player. And when it brings up another screen, you choose the battleground section, and you will be able to choose what battleground you want to be in. You can queue up for more than one battleground. So you could choose whatever. If you're eligible for the three battlegrounds, you could queue up for all three of them, continue about your adventuring, and then a little window's going to tell you, come up and tell you, ready to enter the battleground. And the way I work it, usually, as long as I'm not fighting at that time, I'll enter the battleground. If I'm in a fight, I'll complete that fight, move off to a reasonably safe area where there's nothing too close to me, and then I'll enter the battleground. Yes, because when you leave the battleground, you go back to whatever you were doing. Yes. So you don't want to come back into a fight, and you do want to at least have a chance for you to appear and be able to fight. Good thing about battlegrounds, there's no damage to your armor, and you don't have to redo, you don't have to pay for repairs in the battlegrounds. Whatever you take during that time is, is gone. When you come back into the realm, you're right back into where you're at in the same state you were in at that time. So if you were surrounded by three or four mobs, you're going to be surrounded by three or four mobs again. Yep. So you never know. You might need to use it as a way out, but it's not going to help you when you come back. So we're going to talk about, the one I'm going to talk about specifically today is Warsong Gulch, because at Warsong Gulch, you can start at level 10. And it's loads of fun, too. The other great thing about Battlegrounds is it, it helps you uh, learn your player versus player skills. That is true, and it uh, it is useful for when later on when you want to actually go have some fun with the Horde or the Alliance, depending on your frac- faction. Faction. I can there be a fraction. Go. I'm a fraction of a fraction. <laughs> yeah, there we go with pronunciation again. Or choosing the wrong word. All right, Warsong Gulch. You can enter at level 10. They work in increments of 10. So it's 10 to 19, 20 to 29, 30 to 39, etc. You can take Warsong Gulch... All of these instance battlegrounds, you can continue all the way up until level 80. At 79, they quit, and then there's a single section for level 80, okay? First strategy I learned in the battlegrounds, yes, start at level 10. You're going to get your butt wiped, because a lot of the people in there are going to be 19. And nine level distance, they're, a difference, they're going to kick You're your gonna butt. You're going to wipe your ass the same but that's way fine. When you enter the battleground, whether you win or lose, when if you lose the battle, you will get one honor point. If you win the battle, you will get three honor points. So it's still worth going in. You're going to get experience for going in there. You're going to get honor points for going in there. Both of these things are needed. Is the battleground experience points and the honor points are needed later on to do your purchases for magical items. Okay, and it takes a lot of them to purchase one item is a minimum of 20 honor points. That means 20 losses at a minimum that you have to enter. My recommendation is no matter how much you play, every time you come on, you do one battleground and go about your adventure. Or do more. Or do more if you choose to. But I set a requirement when I started Thea that I would do one battleground every time I logged on. Sometimes at the beginning, sometimes in the middle, sometimes by the end. But I always did one. And it worked out by the time I hit level 50 and was able to use the items that were purchased from a battleground vendor, I had the points to buy them. Yeah, aside from the items you can get from the vendor, you can also earn some pretty cool uh, achievements only in the battleground. That is true. Um, I think one of the ones I think is the funniest is Make Love Not... Not Warcraft. <clears throat> that's basically, it. Make, make love, not Warcraft. That's what it is. And basically all that one is, is giving a player that you uh, that you have killed a hug before they reappear at the graveyard. Simple one is that. But you got to be quick because they reappear pretty quick. And then there's some other cool ones that, uh, like, uh, my rogue managed to land the not-in-my-house one. That meant I managed to kill three uh, flag thieves before they were able to take the flags out of the uh, flag room. So basically what a uh, battleground is, for those of you that don't know, it's basically a, a wild game of capture the flag. 
Well, not every battleground is like that. Okay, Warsong Gulch is like that. Warsong Gulch is where you capture flags. I haven't played the other battlegrounds myself. I've only played Warsong Gulch. I, I've not a big, been a big one for battlegrounds. But I do intend to make them uh, more a part of my uh, regular gaming experience. Okay, so I was going to talk about Warsong Gulch itself. This is the first one you can start at level 10. Basically, each side has a flag. The Horde has a flag in their building. The Alliance has a flag in their building. You go in with your full member teams. It's a minimum of five people to continue the, the battleground. The whole idea of the Warsaw Gulch is you trans you transit across the field, get up into their building, you take their flag, and you run back to your building to plant the flag to capture it. got to capture three of them. But there are a couple rules that I didn't know about when the first time I played. You can't drop your flag if they have... You, can, you can't drop their flag in your area if they have your flag. What that means is somebody that you're playing with has to go kill the person that's got your flag and protect you because you have their flag at the same time before you can drop the flag and get a, and get the point for saying we have captured their flag. And you've got to capture three of their flags to run to, for the battle. And there are a few, like you said, there's a couple achievements. There's a, there's actually an achievement for capturing a flag and returning it to the ba- to your base in a certain amount of time. So that's basically what Warsong Gulch is. My high, like I said before, my highly recommend start at 10, go in, get your point, survive as best you can, learn how people do it. If even better, find yourself four other people at your level, in your level range, and work on and trying to go in as a group. You can enter these battlegrounds as a pre-made group, and that's a good thing. I'm going to be very honest with you. Don't win very many of them. For some reason, the Horde is much better organized than the Alliance. Thea and my Hunter and my Warlock are all Alliance fraction. Faction. There I go with the fraction again, and um, that's the thing. I've lost more than I have won. But you get more honor points when you do win, and sometimes you win. Well, there you go. That pretty much wraps up our uh, first podcast. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed uh, being here with the uh, Crusaders for uh, New Temple. Oh, we did forget something. Oh, did we? We were just going to touch on the Alliance instances real quick. Remember, I think at the beginning we said we were going to do the Alliance instances. There are three instances local um, local to the um, Alliance territories in the major cities. Um, The first one you'll run into is Dead Mines. Okay, well, one last thing we're going to cover here um, before we uh, bring this uh, podcast to a close is instances for the Alliance. Okay, there are three instances specifically for the Alliance. The first one at your lowest level is level 15. If I remember correctly, I think you acquired level, I think you can get into it at level 10, but you're not going to be able to do anything in there at level 10, but kind of go along with the group. Most of it is level 14 and 15 that you need to complete these instances and the quest associated with. The first one is the Dead Mines. Dead Mines is a pretty long one, so it's expect to put about, I'd say about three hours into that one if you're going to go on the quest with the group. Dead Mines is located in Westfall. There are several quests associated with the Dead Mines that will lead you towards it. And a lot of these times, there are quests that you will get afterwards that will make you go back into them. The next one is um, the Stockades. It's located right in Stormwind itself. And it's for level 24 to 32. Your minimum level is 15. Most of your quests are rated at 16 to 22. Most of those are 22. So, first time you can go into Stockades is level 16. That's the first quest you can get. And then Gamorgan. This is located outside Ironforge. This is a 24 to 33 level instance and the lowest you can start this one is at level 20. That's the first quest you can get for it. And then there's other quests that go from 25 and 28 that you can get for this. The reason we're talking about these quests is we're going to try something in the next few podcasts. We're not going to set a date for this yet, but we would like to try something if people would be interested. We'd like your feedback on it. If people would be interested in seeing a full video cast of doing this instance. 
from the start, from the minute we walk in to the minute we walk out. And we intend to do it without dying. <laughs> well, there's an easy way to do that. We're going to do it with... So I'll be honest rate, with you. We're probably going to do it with some higher level characters who can walk through it. It'll be it'll be a full it'll be a full length video, so it could take a while. But yes, send us your feedback. You can send feedback to Thea at uh, NewTemple.com or AunkConsu at NewTemple.com. Yeah, that's our emails again. Send us email. We want email. Yep, and we'd like to see if you're interested in it because we get enough show and adventures. We'll definitely take the time to do it. Yes, and so that pretty much brings us to a close for our first podcast. We hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to uh, the Crazy Boys at. Uh, uh, your Crusaders. That is the Crusaders for New Temple, and we will be coming back to you again in a couple of weeks. Uh, like we said, we have lives, so we can only do this every couple of weeks, but uh, we want you to join us and uh, hear about stuff. Now, those of you that are listening to it and downloading it, I know who you are because I watch my website, and send us uh, feedback. Tell us what you'd like to hear, things we didn't cover, or any erroneous or screwed up information we might have given you that you think we're just screwed in the head. Hey, we're only human. We might have made a mistake. No, I never make mistakes. He does. I don't. But anyway, um, send us the info. Send us emails. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Uh, we actually had loads of fun making this, and we're going to have tons of fun making the other ones. So that'd be all for the Crusaders of New Temple. <laughs> 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 <laughs>